Hi, welcome to another episode of our podcast on Own Your Health. Today we're talking about how to have your best period. So I'm a naturopathic doctor, Dr. Caitlin Shea, and I'm here with a registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach, Lorna DiPetrillo. Hi, happy to be here again with you. So we have all the best tips on how to have your best period. We focus on hormone imbalancing and finding the right lab tests and proper supplementation and the best foods to eat for your best hormone balance. All right, let's face it. If you're a woman, you're struggling with your period one way or another from one sort of standpoint of inconvenience to pain there's something mm-hmm. going to be nagging with the period. Something sucks at some point, whether it's your mood, you're dying on the couch with cramps, you have headaches, you're bloated, and you look like you're pregnant for one week of the month. Something is a little off at some point. So we're going to tell you how to have an amazing period that it is possible you can have pain-free period. And feel good. I mean, I'm a little bit blessed in uh, in a standpoint that I have four children, so that was like a big break from period periods with mm. nursing um, but by the time the periods came back wow like they were very very intense with a vengeance absolutely and I have always had really bad periods growing up and so that's what got me into naturopathy because I needed something to do about it and I didn't want to take the birth control pill forever as um you know, a symptom management. I wanted to look at the underlying concerns and I worked with a naturopath and that helped me. Hmm. I have a question for you. So I've always heard that if you have really intense periods, um, it means you have more toxicity in the body and you should be um, going through some sort of cleanse. Well, with high estrogen, that can cause a lot of cramps. It can result in fibroids, those benign growths on the uterus. Um, so those are signs of an estrogen dominance. And then some more liver support with estrogen dominance could be important because the liver helps us to clear out estrogen. So if estrogen, too much of it is the issue, which can be the case a lot of the times in your earlier years, but not so much postmenopausally, then yes, you could be on the toxic side of estrogen, I guess you could say. Mm, So, um, I mean, you're the expert in the hormones. Um, In terms of a low estrogen level, um, how often do you see people with low estrogen levels? After menopause is when it becomes a big issue. So throughout our earlier years, everyone kind of hates estrogen. It's a bad reputation, but then you start to really miss it when mm. it's gone because it really plays a big role in your metabolism. Uh, as soon as menopause hits, your period stops for about a year. You're all of a sudden gaining five to 10 pounds. Everything that you were doing before isn't working anymore. Your estrogen is really playing a big role in your metabolism. So low estrogen, yeah, later on. And low estrogen is really linked with high cravings. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something that I would work with people a lot in how to manage the cravings. But in terms of your period, is there a certain phase in the cycle um, that you would have lower estrogen dips? Uh, Yeah, later on in the cycle, you could see lower levels and then So tell me about what you would do for the cravings later on. So um, cravings, generally when they're hitting you hard, uh, if we're talking about from a standpoint of a hormonal um, craving, because there's so many different types of cravings we can get. We can get heart cravings, we can get mental cravings, we can get tired cravings. Um, So if it's 
coming from the standpoint of an estrogen um, movement, I like to, I mean, the, the recommendation for cravings is probably going to be similar, but it's nice to understand what's causing your craving too, to help you. Um, definitely the mindfulness would come into play. So before you just kind of act and go and get that big bag of chips or the ice cream, um, you know, with the spoon, no bowl and sit down and just be like, I surrender to the cravings. I, you know, really recommend that you do take a mindful moment, usually that three to four moments, minutes, we talked about it at our last session to two to three minutes, um, to just take a step back and say, okay, what really does my body need or, or um, would benefit me? Because you're not really wanting to give into the craving and then feel so much more um, or less comfortable in giving into yeah. that bloating feeling. So things like uh, cinnamons and a little bit of maple syrup can go a long way. So you're getting a little bit of a spice. If it's morning, you can, um, you know, start with the whole grain. So your day is less craving prone that you have a whole grain in the morning. You can do an apple cinnamon in a Instaposh or later in the day, you can even just, um, I mean, you can puree the sweet potato into a soup, um, and get some cinnamon and maple syrup going in that. Um, I think that, the nicest thing that I like to try and do is prepare for the cravings. So if you know that the cravings are going to come in a certain phase of your period, or you know it's two days before, or often people will say they know two days before or a little bit after how long it'll it'll um, peak for you. It's nice to batch cook. So you've yeah. got things prepared um, before those cravings hit. Yeah, because we know it's typical that the energy is lowered a bit when you're bleeding in the first day of the bleed or especially as it gets heavier. So doing some prep earlier in your cycle, mid-cycle, when your energy maybe does a little boost, get ready for that time where the energy is naturally lower. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, with fatty foods is something that we generally crave. Um, you know, whether it's something like fries or macaroni and cheese, something really heavy, um, often that will increase that fatty response will increase our prostaglandins and that's going to double increase your cramps. So it might help you in the moment feeling like you're satisfied, but then the after effects of it, um, will be more, more pain and, uh, yes. you know, certainly we more discomfort. To, I know I like wanted like Pringles really badly one time when I was <laughs> when we were talking to my doctor as a teenager and they're like you're gonna be more bloated I'm like oh my gosh but you want it so bad but definitely when you are having those cravings those salt cravings it worsens it because if your progesterone is low you're more prone to bloating and water retention and so this is where like Lorna talks about diuretics and like in terms of food, like celery and what else would you do? To well, in terms of the bloating too, you'd want to go for low sodium because sodium is just going to attract the water. It's going to make you more bloated after. So things to help cleanse you would definitely be um, plant-based fruits and vegetables, depending on the cycle and what your belly is feeling like um, from gas, then I would stay away from too many beans, um, broccoli, but I would definitely steer more towards, yeah, like you say, celery, fresh berries, apples. Um, you know, this is where the intuitive eating comes in. Could you get to know your body, how the gut's feeling, what's the mind doing? Um, because it's, it's the full four weeks and, and it can fluctuate so much. Yes. And we also talk about iron rich foods on your period. Absolutely. So especially if your periods are really heavy, you're losing more iron. 
So what are your favorite, you love plant-based protein, so what are your favorite ones for on your So period? if you're going to go for a nice iron dose, um, tofu is going to be the best bang for your buck with iron, um, and then beans and lentils. So I mean, just then I was kind of saying stay away from beans and lentils if you're in a gassy phase phage or, or, or with the period, um, but you can also do dose dependence. You don't have to like load up. If you are having some sort of a tortilla or a wrap or something, it's just a bit of beans on top, but the key is you want to have vitamin C with it. So you're doing your um, citrus, um, you know, tofu can be complemented with bell pepper and that vitamin C is going to help the absorption of the iron. Oh, nice. Yeah, we like that. There is another thing that you want to be careful with, with um, when you, if you are someone that struggles with iron, because um, if you go to, if if you were to test um, somebody's levels, for example, and iron comes back, um, some people I find are maybe in the normal range, but they don't feel their best, mm -hmm. so they can be at the low normal, but still do okay with a little bit of iron. How do you feel about yeah. that? For the iron, we look at the ferritin, the storage form of the iron, and optimal we say is over 80. So when you're anemic, you're under 10. So a lot of people hang out in that 20 to 30 and they're not really at their optimal levels. And that's especially important if you're um, in those like fertility years where there could be a pregnancy, there could be some blood loss coming up. Uh, that you want to go have start with your optimal ranges with so, iron. So you want yes. your stores to be good. Yes. Okay. So um, in terms of iron, another thing that can block your iron absorption is uh, polyphenols, which is actually an antioxidant um, in our teas. So depending on black tea, green tea, depending on what what your uh, how much of something that you may be having, but the caffeine is um, in conjunction is decreasing our iron absorption. So if you are having a green tea, we do know it to be a very powerful, potent antioxidant property that we usually um, promote mm -hmm. to have that. Uh, I know I like green tea lattes and matcha tea. It's a really big thing now. I make the energy balls with it, so I definitely promote it. But in terms of if you do struggle with iron, you just wanna be aware that that polyphenol can actually decrease your iron absorption. Yes, so you're tired, you're drawn to caffeine, but maybe not the best idea. If you are iron deficient, don't go for that green tea until the period is over. And get your levels checked. So make sure that your lab work is up to date. Um, if you haven't been in to get a regular lab work in a while, you know, come and see you, get your lab work done. Yes. And, uh, and know what your levels are and know what you're dealing with in your body. Know what your normal range is for you and how you feel even with that with those numbers. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing too to take away from hormone talks is really that test, don't guess. Look at what your exact hormone levels are like and then treat them appropriately. I usually use herbs and supplements to help bring the hormones back into balance depending on what's too high, what's too low. And then we talk more about nutrition and day-to-day -day things that we do as well and mm -hmm. work together a lot with that. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, I think those are some great things to get started on to have your best healthiest period and we're here to work with you one-on-one -on -one. um we are covered under benefit plans too we know the year is ending so people are getting in now before the year ends so get in touch with us if and you get in touch with your health um yeah. one other little small point that some people with digestive uh 
um, IBS struggle with that would be even more prominent with their periods and they struggle with pain and digestive issues. So whether you're more prone to constipation or diarrhea and it just the bowel gets all um, shaken off is the FODMAP diet. So some mm -hmm. people do do well with that. So certain vegetables and fruits, even though we're promoting plant-based, might not um, register well with your system. So that's kind of where the individualized, personalized um you know, eating care can come into play too. Mm -hmm. These things that we think are like easy every day can be a little more complicated or individualized that, you know, sometimes someone guiding you rather than you playing around with your own can really save you a lot of time and energy. Yeah. And I know a lot track. of people do well with the FODMAP, you know, I mean, dairy is something that aggravates a lot of people, but even some things like apples and wheat and beans, um, you know, certainly sugar alcohols if you're trying to stay away from sugar. So just knowing uh, things that can be throwing your system off more and your periods don't need to be as bad as you're experiencing. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. So yeah. we'll see what our next topic is going to be and we'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks.